Luke chapter 12, verses 51 through 54, Jesus says this, Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you, nay, the rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. This is a, uh, a promise from the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not unusual for family members to turn against each other. Religion and doctrine have always been the most divisive subjects on earth in any religion. With the example that I have for us this morning, I want to remind all of those that are unmarried that you must only marry in the Lord. And someone that merely claims the name of Jesus Christ and God is not enough. In my example, this husband and wife both claimed the name of Christ in some way, but they were two different Christs. This world is becoming increasingly antagonistic against our worldview that we have here. A time may come... When a family member could report you or turn you in or turn against you for our worldview. Some have already suffered family animosity because of our worldview. Again, the necessity of marrying only in the Lord cannot be stressed enough. I'm going to tell you today about William Fetty. William Fetty. This is during the time of Queen Mary I. And um, Fetty was persecuted by... Bishop uh, Bonner, so-called Bishop Bonner was a bloody man. And if you ever read any, any commentaries about uh, Bonner, the Catholics try to um, cover up some of his misdeeds by saying he was merely an agent. Um, he did not really hate people in the way that it looked like he did. But just a few, uh, just a few minutes of reading about his persecution against the Protestants and Baptists will show you very clearly that he hated personally all those that were opposed to the Catholic religion. I don't have a whole lot of details for you today about William Petty and his family, but we know that he was uh, very much against a Roman Catholic church, and we have a clue about what that may be in a response that his eight-year-old son has to a priest. So William William Fetty did not die, but his eight-year-old and this eight-year-old son in, in this story does. This is between the time of 1555 and 1559 under Mary I. John Fetty lived in Clerkenwell, and he was by trade a tailor. At this time, he is 24 years of age, has two sons and a wife. John Fetty's wife was led astray by the teachings of the local priest and told this priest that her husband did not believe the Catholic religion and that he was a heretic. John Fetty's wife turned him into the authorities who took him into custody. Almost immediately after John Fetty was apprehended, his wife fell terribly sick and was seized with, as is described here, uh, with madness, 
went, went insane immediately. The hand of God was against her. The authorities ended up letting John Fetty go so that he could tend to his wife and two sons. John overlooked her misdeeds and tended to her with a mild and forbearing spirit. He was very tender and kind towards her, and she had just turned him into the authorities. He sought relief for her malady and soothed her by every possible expression of tenderness. In a few weeks, she was nearly restored to her senses. But, as a dog returning to vomit, her malice against the saints of the Most High returned, and as her strength returned, so did her inclination to work wickedness. She once more accused her husband of heresy and turned him in to the authorities. John was taken before one of Queen Mary's commissioners, and I don't, we don't have any exact details of what he was accused of other than he was against a Roman Catholic church. And for now, that is good enough for us. We say amen. John was put into the stocks for six days. Then for the next 15 days, they suspended him by the right arm, alternating that with his left leg, and sometimes by both so that his strength would not give out so that they could lengthen his sufferings. After the end of this 15 days, John Fetty's son, who is eight years old, his name is William, desired to see his father and applied directly to Bonner for permission to do so. Bonner was the agent of Queen Mary. I'm sorry, I didn't clarify that. William Bonner was the uh, agent of Queen Mary who persecuted the saints. So he petitions Bonner, and Bonner's chaplain, a priest, um, apparently William came to this priest where, where John Fetty was, had been apprehended and um, took his request. And there's just a short exchange here that I want to read between an eight-year-old and a priest. The chaplain asks William, Who is thy father? The, the young boy re- replies, John Fetty, and at the same time pointed to the place where his father was confined. This interrogating miscreant on this said, Why, thy father is a heretic. To which the little boy replies, My father is no heretic for you have Balaam's mark. So we know that John Fetty taught his sons the truth about the Roman Catholic Church. So that's one of the clues that we have. At this um, retort by an eight-year-old, the priest, being very irritated, um, concealed his irritation for a moment so that he could take the young, young boy inside, where there was some other uh, like-minded Priests who stripped the boy down and scourged him so hard that the blood flowed from his body and he fainted. They revived the young boy, put a shirt back on him, and took him to his father and taunted John Fetty with his eight-year-old son. And it was, uh, it was very hard on, on John Fetty, as you, as you can, can imagine. William Bonner at this point was... Uh, he was fearful that what he had done to John Fetty and he had allowed to be done to William, his son, could not be justified. There was not enough to condemn this man, especially uh, harming this eight-year-old boy. So he let John Fetty go with his son. And so John Fetty was released and he took his dying child home who did not survive but a few days. What is, what is my point with all this? This is a man who had his wife 
turn him into the authorities, and he suffered greatly for it, his own physical harm and also the loss of a son. The importance of marrying only in the Lord cannot be stressed enough, and it is just as true in this day and age as it was back then. These martyrs were worn out. The saints of the Most High were worn out by the Roman Catholic Church, and this is just another example of that. And it comes in all all forms and fashions. If you read about any, any of these martyrs, it is physical, it is mental, it is emotional. May the Lord Jesus Christ be praised when we take the examples of the martyrs like this, apply it to our own lives, give him, give him praise and glory for our own spouses that love and fear him, and may we be, be reminded to only marry in the Lord. Amen.